0: What up, y'all? You're now listening to Infused Influence, where we're infused by weed culture, cannabis business, and its politics through conversations with special guests. So sit back, relax,
1: and enjoy the show.
0: Very nice. This is Infused Influence, and we're back after, or during the holiday seasons, I should say, and we're joined with, of course, our all-star no longer coming off the bench. Ray Vaughn, what's up, Ray Vaughan? What's going on, folks? How you doing today? Yeah, we're gonna clapping up for, for you, bro. Ray Vaughn He's ready to he's, he's rookie of the year, sophomore of the year, but he's back for an all-star run. I finally <laughs> cemented
2: into the starting five.
0: Let's go. Let's go. And you know what I realized today, Ray Vaughan? Oh god. Through our intro. <laughs> we didn't talk about community. Community businesses. We talked about politics, we talked yeah. about cannabis businesses and yeah, it's just interesting because we're here with a community member, of course.
1: Very special right.
0: guest. Special guest. Throw the, throw the alley, bro.
2: Oh, come on, <laughs> Ulysses. Who do we got here with us today, my friend? Oh, of course. So we
0: are joined. And part of my infatuation with this business is, one, I like jewelry, for sure. But two, when I visited this facility, I was amazed how beautiful and creative the retail space was. And then furthermore... I got more intrigued because they are somewhat integrated like we are, right? So we have a kitchen, we produce a lot of products here and we sell a lot of our own products that we produce. And that's what's so unique about about Isla, ladies and gentlemen. We're joined with Isla today. What's up, Isla? Hi.
1: Thanks
0: Thank for, you for having me. Oh, of course, of course. Yes, and I'll tell you that um, you know, integration from, from my studies of like, I don't know, eight to 10 years of studying business I didn't learn a lot about vertical integration until I actually like studied it myself outside of school. And I think that's one thing that's extremely unique about your your space is that like you produce and collaborate with a lot of other producers and that's what you sell. You're not like, I don't know, like tell tell us about your business. I, it's interesting to me, but I'm sure other people are like, what are you talking about? So tell us about your business.
1: So I own a jewelry brand, um, which is Isla Cebus Jewelry or Isla Jewelry. We are in Worcester, we have a facility in Worcester that is half retail experience and the other half is manufacturing. Mm -hmm. The brand itself, I design all the pieces myself. I make most of the pieces myself at this point. And I like to do a lot of weird stuff. I like to make things that make me happy. So it's kind of all from my brain and a little all over the place, which I think reflects in the retail space as well. I have a overactive brain overactive imagination so i've tried to make something really fun and creative and different absolutely Um, but everything we make everything that we sell on site for jewelry but we also make a lot of our merch and crafts and all the different things that we have out i have an on-staff artist who just it's like oh we need to paint this thing oh we need a mural on the outside wall i have someone on staff who just does all of that for me
0: that's amazing
2: shout out to the team
0: yeah shout out to the team i have
1: have the best team ever
0: i i can agree with that man part of the retail experience there was interacting with them and they like they love what they do and they know how creative it is you know what i mean so that's really cool and uh can you tell us where your business is located
1: we are on franklin street we're at 218 franklin street directly behind the union station across from the entrance to union station parking garage very good you you can't miss us. the building is covered in our logo, my name is spelled I-L-A-H, and so Isla is all over the building, but we also have interactive murals outside, so we have a Mario Brothers mural that you can jump on a sewer pipe and punch to the blocks and take <laughs> pictures with, and then we have a little selfie with an angel and a devil that you can like write little things in when you take your selfie. You've got Ooh. an angel on one shoulder, devil on the other, so we try to make even the outside of the building an experience.
0: Which side is that? that one on, the selfie one?
1: The selfie one is on the street side, and it it was the last thing to go up, so I think it's only been up for a couple of weeks.
0: That's been that's facing, uh is it Water Street or not Water Street?
1: Like if you're on Franklin, if you're on Franklin sort of like street. looking at the parking garage, you can take your selfie. Gotcha, gotcha. With your back against the building.
0: Right, right. So it's 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 basically facing the downtown area. Mm-hmm. Gotcha, gotcha. Yep. And then the parking lot is the front is the front area.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so it. there's a there's a parking lot that you can park in. And then the entrance to the building is sort of on the side of the building.
2: Gotcha, yep. That's actually kind of huge. As like what we'll say uh, a transplant in the city of Worcester. God, parking lots are rare (laughs) and horrible in the city. So for your business to have a parking lot, that is amazing. Like that is actually amazing.
1: We have parking. We we share it with uh, Lou's Garage, which is behind us there. Great business, wonderful business owner. Uh, But it is amazing to have parking and you have to police it like all the time because people love to park there they
2: love lots man (laughs) i get it i was a i was a loitering teenager before that's that's pretty cool so how long have you been uh working up with jewelry for
1: i've been a jeweler uh i started working in jewelry when i was in high school my i originally went to college to be a sound engineer and I did really? that, yeah, I did it for a hot second. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so that's that's what my undergraduate degree is
0: What? In. Engineering? Sound engineering?
1: Yeah. Um, Where did you go? I went to BU, so I, I have a degree in theatrical sound design.
2: Oh my goodness. From BU? That's crazy. That is crazy. That's like yeah. like impressive crazy. Bro, like she's like a- Like, do we sound good on air I right now? So like like, like give, what? <laughs> give me some pointers, dude. <laughs> no, I, I feel like we sound low, I don't know.
1: <laughs> I always tell people, I'm like, I, all of my jewelry knowledge is completely replace that. Yeah. So I, like, I barely remember any of it. I was having to call classmates when I was wiring the sound for the store, because I was like, what do I, what do I do? I forget. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember.
0: Well, shout out to you living out your dream. I'm going to, I'm going to clap that up. Because one thing that's cool is, like, when you sit down with people, and I, I tend to think that I'm one of those people that, like, you know, you, you knew what you kind of were interested in as a young age, and here you are as an adult still doing it, so. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, I this, that's cool. The sound engineer thing was sort of like a side quest, Right. <laughs> but it got me, I did all my design work, and I did costume, and I did drawing and painting, and I had to learn all that stuff as part of the program. Right. So when I went back to school to be um, a jeweler, to learn jewelry making and repair, all of that stuff came with me. But the most important thing was I learned CAD design. Right. To do set design and lighting design and all that stuff, so I already knew CAD, the jewelry industry. When I got into it right after going to jewelry school, it was it was really CAD was like just starting to be used. Uh-huh. And so I said, well, I know how to do that, and I'm doing jewelry. I should combine the two. So I was really early, getting into doing CAD for jewelry, and that became my specialty, and uh-huh. everything kind of went from there. So,
0: where where did you um do uh, a jewelry school?
1: There is an amazing school in downtown Boston. It's the North Bennett Street School. It is the oldest, continually functioning trade school in America. They do jewelry making repair, obviously, Uh, carpentry, preservation carpentry, cabinetry and furniture making, locksmithing, piano repair, violin making, I think that's all the programs, hopefully I didn't forget. I'm a faculty advisor for the program and I teach CAD there.
0: What? So. No, 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 no. That's crazy. We love educators here. That's cool. I don't think I, we didn't talk about that yeah. when we met. That's really cool.
1: It's, it's an amazing school. I, I love it so much and I love teaching there.
2: Yeah, well, it's also rather impressive that you went back to school after already getting an undergraduate degree um, for something else. You know, a lot of people wouldn't like i don't want to call it a risk necessarily but wouldn't take that risk um what kind of drew you back to school for jewelry, outside of passion of course Mm.
1: i realized pretty quickly that my hearing was never going to be as good as i needed it to be like i loved i loved doing the work but it was just a physical thing i was you know i could i knew i was never going to have the ears i needed to have Mm. so i like I got to do something else what was the last thing I really love to do oh jewelry I'll go back to school for that and then I was able to integrate so much of the stuff from my undergrad into the jewelry practice I, I don't regret any of my choices as far as you know what I studied prior to doing this it all came together into one package and the store is very theatrical right like <laughs> i've had a lot of people be like this is like a scenic design thing I'm like well took classes in that too yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: she's applying she's applying it now that's she
2: pretty cool to have like done both see how they work with each other and now you've got a successful running business down the street from us like yeah that's that's inspiring
0: but i think what's really cool too is that like this isn't her first rodeo bro like she's been at this for years and as she told me when we met that like you you were running a business you're running jewelry business Way prior to this.
1: Yeah, so I had a custom studio for 16 years in Sudbury, Massachusetts. Mm. So people would come in, they'd say, Oh, I have this diamond. I wanted to put it in a ring like this, and I would make them anything they want. So if they said, I want Art Deco, I do Art Deco. I want mm. something floral, I do floral. I want two giraffes licking a stone, I do that. <laughs> like whatever it was. You said two giraffes? Yeah, and I've done that <laughs> ring. It's one of my favorite rings that I ever did. That's <laughs> um, ill. Because it's super cute. But whatever they want i would do and i realized in the last couple of years one the business was so small i couldn't grow it mm. because i had bu- the business was just me everyone wanted to come see me i could only do so many things myself mm-hmm. so i was like i need to do something that i can have other people make some of the things mm. so that i can pick and choose the product projects that i'm doing design more stuff that i really really like myself mm. as opposed to oh this is what the customer wants right right And so I just switched up the format, which also switched up the demographic, which Mm -hmm. kind of put me out of Sudbury because it's a slightly older community and I live in Worcester. I was like, okay, I'm gonna open a store in Worcester. That makes sense. How
2: long has your store been open for?
1: We've opened September 1st, so we've been open just a couple of months.
2: Oh, my God. (laughs) Brand new. new. That's crazy. Congrats. That's actually what's up. Wait, why'd you say, oh, my God, bro? Because I got to go down there. (laughs) Um, For for the people on air who don't know, we've had this interview scheduled for a few weeks. And even prior to that, Ulysses was like, dude, reach out to her. She's dope. You got to get on the show. You got to go check out her shop. You'll love it. And if you can't kind of tell, I'm kind of like an Archie Fartzie kind of dude. So I think I would love your shop. And about four or five times now, Ulysses is like, yo, did you go down there, did you go down there? I'm like, no, I haven't gotten a chance yet. And you just opened, that's crazy. I yeah. definitely gotta come see like your fresh store. Um, That's what's up.
0: And what it was too, bro, is that she was, uh, you, you guys were under construction for a bit, so maybe you had the outside done or something, but like we knew something was coming. But I didn't know exactly what it was. Yeah,
1: you know? I bought the building um, like a year and a half ago. The construction took forever. It was a dilapidated garage, yeah. and there was nothing happening on that block. And I thought, you know, a couple of people were like, You were crazy. <laughs> like, <laughs> why are you buying this horrible building in this horrible place? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. No. I'm like, it's still in the Canal District. Right. It's a great size building for what I wanted to do. And it, because. Yeah, it is a dilapidated garage. The price was right, right, and I also sort of knew just word of mouth. I'm like, there's other developments coming around here. Like, right. I won't be the only person on this block, pretty soon. So I took the risk. Construction took forever, mm. uh, and it was a huge con- it was a huge project because the building just we gutted it all. All new systems, all everything. Mm. It was a lot. Yeah. Uh, but we finally got it finished. We yeah. finally got open like six months after we'd planned. Right. But a lot of people saw the murals go up right. last year and then thought nothing happened. See,
0: yeah, that's what it was. You guys had the murals up for a while.
1: And, so. and I designed the space, too. The outside of the building, I wanted it to feel industrial and mm-hmm. feel like there's all these great murals around Worcester and oh. all this great art. I'm like, let's make something where it ties into that, but that the outside of the building does not set people up for what's happening on the inside that when they walk inside they're just like smacked in the face with no you are leaving Worcester you're going somewhere completely different right right and it's it works very well people are very shocked when they come in
0: oh for sure and they should be thanking you too because you know it was a, a really crappy building and it's not to say I mean there are other businesses that are that are close there that are pretty vibrant like I used to go to Compass. I don't I don't think it's called Compass anymore, but that's like a barber across yeah, the yeah.
1: street. Yeah, the, yeah. they're kind of just around the corner. There's there's stuff right. super close. Oh, it's for just, sure. It's just like this one little block. There's just not a lot going on. It's right. right behind the train station. So we have like a lot of people try to use our lot when they're picking up people from the train station. Yeah. I know
0: I have in the past.
2: <laughs> Before you were there. Like, no, no joke.
1: I'm the one walking out to the lot and being like, please leave. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's
2: Either sad. that or come on inside. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: that's great. That's great. Um, well we actually uh we're getting close we'll probably take a little break here just a quick commercial break and we'll be right back
2: all right and we're back thanks for sticking with us through the commercial um if you're just tuning in we're sitting here with isla from isla jewelry here in worcester uh okay. excuse me you said 218 franklin street Yes. down at 218 Franklin Street. We've been discussing her past or her uprising into you know, becoming this jeweler, and now we'd like to get a little bit more into her store experience. I know you, you mentioned that you have retail and manufacturing in the same building, which is cool, because, you know, same here. Let's go. Um, but I'd love to know what that looks like from a customer perspective. So like me, a customer, I want some jewelry. How does that essentially work? Like I just come through your spot, I go to the manufacturing room and say, this is what I want. I lay out a blueprint and it's it's cool. Like what's what's that like?
1: So everything that we make and sell is on the website. So you can always go on the website, purchase things online. Oh uh, great. Website is? Is ilajewelry.com. I L A H is how you spell my name, jewelry.com. And then, but if you're coming into the store, uh, the first thing that's gonna happen is you're gonna walk into a forest that I've built. (laughs) And I hope you enjoy, I hope people, I always want people to hang out in the forest for a while because it's, we've got crickets and a whole soundscape, and it's, the lighting is really fun and I just, it's a fun space. Uh, People tend to blow through it, not spend enough time there. But then when you leave the forest, you come into the main space, which is, I don't know how you, maybe you would do a better job describing it.
0: Um, Well, I mean, I think the closest thing is when she mentions the forest, it's almost like our vestibule area, Mm. but it's way cooler.
1: Yeah, I imagine. (laughs) People
0: are just handing off their IDs, but you can definitely spend some time and, like she said, kind of like appreciate and like look around. But then you get to the sales floor and it's just art. And then the rings and the jewelry are like hidden in the art. And I'm just like, what? (laughs) So aside from it aesthetically pleasing, it's also functional for you to just enjoy the pieces and try on pieces, you know what I mean? And get an idea for the customization that could be done. That's
2: actually pretty dope.
1: And then if you wanted to make something custom, I do most of my pieces can be customized. So if it's already got a stone in it, I can do bigger stone, smaller stone, different stone, different color metal, um, pretty much anything that you want. And fully custom pieces I'm kinda of taking on a as I can basis. So mm-hmm. There's just a lot going on right now. So. Yeah,
0: yeah, no, understood. Understood. Who does she remind you of a little bit, bro? Another another extremely talented artist that that used to be near us.
2: He used to be near us. I was yeah. about to say Julia.
0: Julia? Oh yeah, no, Julia I know. Julia from a couple of weeks no, ago. No, no, this is it right here though, bro. Come on now.
2: Oh, Alan James. Yeah. Alan James.
0: <laughs> so he's a leather maker. Yes. I think I had told you about oh, yeah. him. So talented, so talented. But he kind of ran into the same thing where he was doing a lot of refurbishing of, uh, of like, high-end purses and just needed to dive into things that he wanted to create. You know what I mean? So you've successfully done that, like, a 1,000%, which I think is really cool because even the stuff that you that you say you enjoy like I'm wearing one of your pieces now the Worcester piece thank you for this you know it it definitely resonates with like you know uh, the ethos of being different you know what I mean so I think I I would say keep going with your creativity and putting things out and then I would certainly understand like you know the customization is like almost like a first come first serve if you have the time if you will you know what I mean
1: it's also about the project I want to I really want to make things that I enjoy mm. because when you're making things you don't enjoy, it is incredibly oh, unfun, yeah. <laughs> and fun. And it just makes everything more difficult. There are customers though, over the years, part of the reason why I sort of switched up what I was doing and, and now I make things that I think are like fun and wonderful and weird is that I would have a couple of customers a year, usually only one or two would come to me with projects they were so weird. I was like, this is going to be great. <laughs> like, like I should be paying you. This is going to be so much fun because everything else I was doing was pretty standard and boring. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm like, what if I made a business where, like, all I'm making is this fun stuff that yeah. makes me happy and is super exciting? So Absolutely. I try to do stuff. I try to do stuff with a lot of humor. Um, I try to, you know, do things that are classically beautiful but also with a twist and also with a mind towards the engineering of the piece um so one of my things is like setting gemstones really really low so Mm. that they don't snag on stuff for like an engagement ring yeah yeah. but that you can still slide a wedding band under Hmm. because a lot of people don't realize like if you set a stone really low the setting spreads out at the bottom and Mm. so it gets harder and harder to put a flat wedding band next to it and I try to really work on the engineering of like where can we put structure right. so that you can't see it, it doesn't look weird, but you can have those two things together, and amazing. you don't you don't see that everywhere.
0: That's amazing. I know someone that might be in the market for a ring. <laughs> <laughs> His
2: <eyes let> up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you guys are funny. Peep game, bro. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean it's just cool to hear it from that perspective though, because that's over my head. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I right. You don't think about that stuff. Not it's like at all, super,
0: bro. Not at yeah. all. <laughs>
2: Um, and so I got to say, and, and Ulysses already mentioned it, but like kudos for being able to separate like the work in terms of like you could probably take on custom jobs all the time, all the time. But you would definitely lose the ability, not necessarily definitely lose, but like the ability to create your own stuff. All right. Um, it's, it's just harder. You, there's only so much time in the day. Yeah. Um and so there's I get it
1: my favorite piece right now that we have i do uh, i do everything in collections so i have to have like three pieces that sort of live together or mm. more and it's just how i kind of rein in my ideas because my mm. ideas are so all over the place if there's not a coherent thread <laughs> people would be like what is this woman doing but my collections um i have the words of wisdom collection so you have a worcester ring from the yeah. words of wisdom collection i have uh an, what i call an icons collection so the style of the pendants is based on a classic saint's medal so a religious pendant you would see all the time but what i put in them is humorous so i have our lady of perpetual exhaustion and it's a woman rolling her eyes or her, her like tongue kind of hanging out oh god just <laughs> again is that a
0: ring or a necklace? It's, a pendant. It's, a it's a pendant saint's yeah.
1: pendant and then i have one that's um it's a raccoon and he's holding a cupcake and you know around where it would normally say like you know our lady of something something or saint Francis of Assisi it says I fear no judgment for I has no shame and it's just a raccoon with a little pot belly in his <laughs> cupcake and I'm like yeah I just want to make weird stuff like this and no one's going to come up to me and be like can you make this weird thing <laughs> Right, right. so I'm just doing it myself but if someone has a fun idea like that come talk to me because I what? always like making fun stuff.
0: Well let's, let's talk about ideas now. This is a good segue into a, a collaboration between Isla and Major Bloom for sure and I, I want to ask this question if you can think about your business and your customers and like a cannabis product like what would be a product for you and your customers it's kind of impromptu
1: so that's hard i i already make some poison rings i specifically make one it's called your live your best life ring mm-hmm. um it says on the inside i hope this is okay to say it, but it says it says it says take your drugs, live your best life. Yeah. And it's, I, I have some medical conditions. Mm. I have to take medicine for them for sure. and it, you know, it fits a little pill, but it also fits some of the, I, I like the tablets. Oh my goodness. Um, the edible tablets and it fits those perfectly. And it's a little poison ring and it clasps and you can kind of carry around like just, just tiny bit of stash if you want. Um, That's cool. it would also hold flour probably, but, wow. um, yeah like little containers one of the things we've been talking about is a ring that would hold a pre-roll yes i was
0: about to say i don't know when you said we you your your team right because
1: i asked my team i was like what what makes sense to you Right. and you know we talked a lot about okay it could be a necklace that holds a pre-roll right. you know, is it something with a clip that we need to figure out a spring mechanism for is it something that just uses tension well if it's just using tension or ring people are going to hold it in a specific way maybe that works best right right so there's an engineering aspect to it oh my along goodness. with the use aspect and then what is the product they're using it
2: absolutely with. absolutely have you uh, seen a joint ring before
1: I have. We carry two other local artists in the store, uh, one of which is Freya Jules, and she makes a joint ring that's a snail. It's be- it's beautiful. You can find her on Instagram and on Etsy, um, mm. but something along those lines would be super cool.
2: No, that's pretty sweet, because, yeah, I use a joint ring at home some days. Do you really? Um, of course you do. You well, yeah, so snob. <laughs> when I'm smoking by myself and I'm smoking a pre-roll, so this yeah. is, and this is why I have the caveat with it, which I didn't even already mention, but... Um, it literally will only fit, like, a pre-roll in it. And mm. the functionality is that, like, I got to keep it on a certain finger. It's silicone, so it's not the most comfortable. I guess it's not too bad. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, It would be cool to have, f- for me, I guess, it's not adjustable. So I can only fit a certain size of a product in there. You know, like, mm. I can't mm. put a blunt in it. And I'm a guy who's trying to mainly smoke a blunt. So, like, a blunt ring for me... Go crazy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Give me five. Um but yeah, I think that would just be really cool because for us here, um, our tradition or should I say our bulk of our customers are like weed smokers. They're right. coming in here for flour, they're coming in here for pre-rolls. pre-rolls. Mm. Um and yeah, pre-roll I, I just love them. I think they're like cool party favors when you're like at a party or if you're playing video games or doing something where like you can't always have your hand crutch to hold a joint, it's mm. a great way to like move freely. Mm. Um, while smoking so
0: that's that's pretty cool
2: that is pretty cool
0: that's pretty cool yeah you got mm-hmm. me thinking yeah no, for sure we have to get you some samples just so you can little product development oh, yeah because yeah, <laughs> <facts. development>. <laughs>
1: yeah, i'm i'm not a, i i do use cannabis but i'm not a smoker right. um because i'm also an athlete and it just the two just for me don't mix absolutely um so up until a couple of weeks ago i'd never actually seen a pre-roll
0: <laughs> are you serious yeah <laughs> Yeah, what?
1: Yeah, my partner went out and was like, I'm going to get some. I'm like, okay, you do that. Oh, my goodness. And then I was like, I, you know, because the other thing we were thinking about was a pre roll holder. Right. But we were trying to figure out the size of the container, much larger than I anticipated. Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, I actually forgot the one that Alan made, the leather one. But in, in any event, why don't you tell us a little bit about your, if you don't mind, like your introduction to cannabis? You yeah, know, like, what? You saw Frio for the first time the other day?
2: So, she just saw, like, a hundred of them being made yeah. in the back, like, 20 minutes ago when yeah. I showed her around. So that's a big jump. That's yeah. hilarious.
1: Yeah. Well, so... You know, I'm very creative, and I, I work with my hands all the time. I was really good at rolling joints in high school, uh-huh. so that's why pre rolls. I was like, oh, they're very they're different. They're uh-huh. made differently. When you were showing me how they were made, I'm like, they're you know you. they're packed. They're, they're, they
0: should be called pre stuffed.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so I was that was I was oh okay. I it didn't occur to me that that was the case. Like right. I was thinking you were using even sort of like the automated like cigarette rollers for right. some reason, which is why I was surprised they were so large when I actually saw what they were. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, like I I use casual in college. There was a long period of time when I didn't, um, just because it was not legal in Massachusetts, right, right. and so you know, accessibility and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and then as it's become legal, as it's been sort of easier to get and with edibles, because with my life, was, so I'm a little out of shape right now because I've been doing so much stuff with the store, mm-hmm. but I am a runner. I'm a long-distance runner. I've done ultras, so like...
0: No way. Yeah, Ultra man's?
1: Ultra so marathon so just oh, running ultra marathon. just running oh. not doing any <laughs> obstacles insane. or anything I just like to go in straight lines yeah, yeah. Um, but like I didn't I didn't get any really long races in this year yeah. but even like vapes really right. like I just can't deal with that so the edibles though are great mm. and one of my favorite things when it comes to cannabis is a long run right. like seltzer before the run oh my goodness tablet before the run yeah. it's it helps with all the joint pain it helps with just passes the time it's great it's one of one of the funnest things to do
0: oh yeah i can agree with that as someone who works out quite a bit and i just really got into rowing and running and weed certainly helps like elevate the that running experience so that runner's high if you will so um but you did mention something and i without a doubt can agree that you probably do row really good rods and joints <laughs> knowing that you work with your hands as an engineer you know what i mean like that's pretty cool yeah
1: been, it's been a long time. I'm pretty out of practice. So.
0: Yeah, it's like riding a bike. Yeah,
1: I was about
2: to say, just like riding a bike. Like.
0: For sure, for sure.
1: But it's been fun. My my mom retired a couple of years ago, and hmm. her hobby, her retirement sort of like a hobby, is making edibles. So she's huh. all about, uh, she does her own coconut oil, no butter. She makes, she has all sorts of crazy recipes that she makes. um, She absolutely loves it. That's cool. Being legal now for her, she's like, this is great. I feel like I can just go out and enjoy this so much. And for her, it's been just a great way to relax and enjoy life. It's been nice to see.
0: Yeah, as well as it should be. I mean, I would, during retirement, without a doubt, every day, all day, like ain't nobody telling me nothing to yep. you. I
2: mean, even now, I'm even now. probably far away from it, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And every day, yeah. <laughs> every day it's something.
0: Yeah, Yo, you're mad funny, bro. Yo. Yeah, we
2: gotta
0: do it. <laughs> so we're, we're coming up on time, Isla. I I really appreciate you sitting down with us. Um, You know, and again, you know, what really resonated was the fact that your model, is very similar to ours, and I I wasn't expecting that. I guess I didn't have any expectations walking into your retail store, but like that that was it for me. Like retail plus understanding your business model. So um, yeah, I just want to say say thank you, and then uh, you know ask if there's any any closing words that you might have for our our listeners here.
1: Well, thank you for having me and. Closing words, I would say you you just have to come and experience it. It's a really hard thing to explain. Yeah, it is. <laughs> like <laughs> I kind of <laughs> I've kind of stopped trying because it's so hard. But everybody who comes in is just blown away and transported, which is the whole goal. Was life is life is complicated. Mm-hmm. Life is full of so much like struggle. No matter who you are, no matter what you're doing, wouldn't it be nice to go somewhere and just not. Think about that (laughs) for a little bit, and just enjoy yourself. And you know, for the same reason, like you know, using cannabis and just like I just want to relax for a little bit. This is the sort of like retail equivalent of that. Of like I want to go somewhere that's so not real. (laughs) It feels it's like going it's like going to Disney or an amusement park, but for Uh, like 30 minutes. Okay, great. For
0: sure. (laughs) And then you and then you live with the jewelry for forever. You know, because yeah, as someone who enjoys it, like. You know, I can appreciate putting on this piece of jewelry, being connected to the community, and then knowing that it's uh, it comes from a really good place, a really great place. You know what I mean? So,
2: 218 Franklin Street, correct?
0: Let's go. <laughs> correct. All right. I want to thank Isla again. We're going to clap it up. And you guys have just been infused.